From the Financial Times in New York, I'm Sujit Endap, and this is FT News. 2018 has been the year of global dealmaking. A wave of mega deals has brought the total value of deals in the first half of the year alone to $2.5 trillion, breaking the all-time high for that period. The FT's James Fontanelle Khan is with me here to break it all down. Okay, so worldwide deal volumes are up 65% in the first half of the year. The most since Reuters began keeping data on M&A. What is going on this year so far, James? I think first we need to contextualize a bit these numbers because 65% sounds like, whoa, nothing happened the, the previous six months of, of 2017. And partly the reason why you have this kind of massive increase is because in the first uh, six months of 2017, people were still trying to figure out what the Trump administration, what kind of policies they were going to push through. There was a lot of expectations on the tax reform and companies were waiting for those tax cuts. And so there was a kind of pent up, if you want, uh, demand of, of deals. So a lot of those deals happened in the second part of 2017, and that rush continued into 2018. And the, the truth is, like, conditions have not changed over the last five years, more or less, in, bro- broadly speaking. There's a lot of cheap cash out there. So companies that want to do these mega deals have a lot of, of, of cash available at, at low rates. And although rates are kind of slowly creeping up, they're historically incredibly low. And more importantly, most industries are being affected by disruption, technological disruptions in their, in their sector. And so they say they need to do these deals to be able to compete with new rivals. All right. And so the sector that seems to be the hottest or at least getting the most attention is media and telecom, particularly uh, in the US. So you've seen Disney and T-Mobile and Fox and Comcast. What's going on there? Well, I mentioned disruption. Let's take, for example, Fox. You know, Rupert Murdoch decided to put his company up for sale. This process actually started in 2017, but it was dragged into 2018 because after Disney and Fox agreed a deal for $52 billion at the end of last year, Comcast came in from behind when Gate crashed the deal and kind of raised the offer up to $65 billion, and then Disney came back with another counterbid in, in one of the most fascinating bidding wars in, in recent years. And at the moment, you have Fox and, and Disney with, a, again, a new agreed deal, which is clearly the preferred deal for Rupert Murdoch. But we know that Comcast is there, and so there's going to be more going on. And just to add, like one of the main drivers behind this is Amazon, Netflix, all these new tech companies which are competing with traditional kind of media companies and, and TV studios and film studios. And so that's why a lot of them are trying to get together because they say that they need scale to be able to compete against these new tech competitors. And so maybe the most important development for mega M&A didn't happen in a boardroom or at a bank, but was actually in a Washington courtroom. That's this AT&T Time Warner decision. What impact did the judge saying that deal was fine to go through? How did that affect the spirits of bankers and companies who are thinking about big deals? Well, just to explain to, to our listeners, what happened there is that the DOJ tried to block AT&T from buying Time Warner. They went to court. Most people would have thought that that deal wouldn't have been challenged because it was a so-called vertical deal where basically two companies getting together but are not really competing in the same industry, which was the case of obviously AT&T, a traditional telecom company with Time Warner, a media company. Once that got approved, it basically unleashed a sense amongst other media players that hell, we can do any deal, right? There's, there's no way they're going to block us. And in particular, Comcast thought this was kind of a perfect time because they think that their deal with Fox would be approved. And, and you know, there's a lot of kind of experts have different opinions on this matter and whether 
the case on AT&T Time Warner is going to become like kind of a bellwether for other deals or not. And you know, the, the jury's out there. Got it. Outside of the US, is the activity as hot? Absolutely. I mean, deal making in Europe has doubled during this, the first six months of the year compared to a year ago. You've had like Takeda buying Shire. These are two drug makers that got together. Yeah, Takeda is a Japanese company. Absolutely. And Shire is a London listed but Irish based company. And let's not forget China. After 2017, China wasn't really kind of taking part in, in the deal activity as much as it had in the previous years, partly because the Chinese government had kind of stopped many of its companies from going abroad and, and doing expensive deals. What we've seen in the first part of 2018 is Chinese company coming back to make bold moves. And so what's interesting as this boom is going on is that there are actual signs out there that the boom could slow down. And that's really not driven by the markets per se, like valuations or capital from debt and equity, but what's happening politically and from the regulatory front. So uh, are there worries about Trump's saber rattling around the world? And how are dealmakers thinking about protectionism and just what the latest Trump pronouncement by Twitter is every day? You're absolutely right about that. There's a lot of deal making, but there's enormous concerns within boardrooms in the US. But in globally, uh, frankly, you have a looming kind of trade war between the United States and China. You have also kind of a lot of confrontation going on between the US and its traditional allies in Europe. On top of that, you have countries like Italy, where you have a right-wing populist government, which is kind of questioning its presence within the Eurozone. And uh, there's a migrant crisis. Spain has also has a minority government. We have Brexit. There's the question of North Korea. Will they reach an agreement or not? So, And all these factors could create shockwaves that could at any point really stop any form of deal activity. There's a question about whether you know foreign companies can invest in the US going forward. Some people told me, look, that's part of the reason why people are kind of ramming out these deal out now, because they don't know whether it'll be possible to do it in, in a year or so. Got it. Well, it's a very busy time then to be an M&A reporter. It always is. You can read more on the state of global deal making and due diligence. The FT's must read daily email briefing on M&A corporate finance and private equity. We've linked to the due diligence sign up page in the show notes for this podcast. Thanks, James. Thank you, Sujit.